This is your radio station, Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri, The Key. Stacey Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, December 23rd. That winter storm brought power outages, snow, and sub-zero temperatures to the Lake of the Ozarks Thursday. Areas of Y Road and Lynn Creek were without power Thursday evening. Approximately two inches of snow fell, but the real impact is the cold. Temperatures are expected to get out of the single digits today, and it won't get above freezing until Monday. A man's drowned after falling into Lake of the Ozarks. It happened Thursday. The Missouri Highway Patrol says they were called to Surdike Port 20 about 2.20 in the afternoon where a man had fallen into the water. The man was recovered from the lake and taken to Lake Regional Hospital where he was pronounced dead. Authorities did not immediately release the identity of the man. Camden City employees have continued the tradition of fundraising for local charities at their annual Christmas party with over $900 donation. For the past several years, Camden City employees have chosen to donate funds to the Camden R3 School District's McKinney-Vento program, which ensures educational rights and protections for homeless children and youth. This year, the City of Camden donated two hams and a grand total of $965. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. The Community Blood Center of the Ozarks is having a blood drive at Christ the King Lutheran Church at 1700 Bagnell Dam Boulevard, Lake Ozark, on Tuesday, December 27th, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. CBCO, Nextar Media, and Youngblood Auto Group offer donors a chance to win one of four $1,000 gas gift cards. On behalf of local hospital patients, Community Blood Center of the Ozarks thanks blood donors from across the region for giving life to your community. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Christmas week Friday. College hoops last night. How about those Mizzou Tigers knocking off top 20 Illinois last night? So Mizzou improving to a very impressive 11-1 on the season, and that by far was their biggest win of the season. College football today, it's bowl time for the Mizzou Tigers. They go bowling against Wake Forest. That's a 5.30 kickoff in the Gasparilla Bowl. Of course, we've got the New Year's six bowl games coming up. On the 30th, it's the Orange Bowl. That's Clemson and Tennessee. On the 31st, it's the Sugar Bowl, Alabama and K-State. Also, the National Semifinals on New Year's Eve. Uh, on uh, January 2nd, the Cotton Bowl, USC and Tulane. Lane and on January 2nd as well the Rose Bowl Penn State and Utah on the ice tonight the Blues busy on the road against Vegas and tomorrow the Chiefs will be playing at home against Seattle yes that is a Saturday game a uh, Christmas Eve game they will kick that off at noon tomorrow Eagles still the best team in the league they pretty much have been all season they're 13 and 1 
Hey, Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, and if you haven't liked Lake TV on Facebook yet, be sure you do that. Over 47,000 followers on Lake TV's Facebook page. Be sure you're one of them. Hey, you can watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90. Also, you can watch absolutely free on Roku or Amazon Fire and streaming live all the time anywhere in the world at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Christmas week Friday. This is Bill Munhausen for the What Makes Sense show on Key Radio. It's a biblical perspective without the pat answers that infect some of Christian talk. We're about solutions to most of life's issues, less theory, more answers, confront what is evil and champion what is good, extend grace to those who are still seeking. I investigate answers in politics, social issues, church, and more. It's what makes sense. In the 7 a.m. and 3 p.m. hours, check the schedule at keyradio.live. Key Radio is a nonprofit radio station that works with local residents in the Lake of the Ozarks community. Our goal is to provide a positive platform for content that addresses a variety of topics while also giving people the opportunity to find out more about what's going on in our own backyard. Key Radio uses donations to bring you all of the information. So, if you like what you hear and you'd like to help us continue our mission, please Reach out to us at keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio. Businesses, individuals, and content providers power the programming that you hear on Key Radio. To inquire about making your tax-deductible donation, go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio or call 573-280-0532. 573-280-0532. You're listening to 89.3, The Key. I'm Pastor Jerry Odell from Heartland Worship Center for Creation Expo. How should we interpret the Bible? Well, my suggestion is not to interpret, but to set our hearts to understand. 2 Peter 1.20 reads, But know this first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation. When we read other books, we intuitively expect that the author is trying to communicate clearly. Our job as a reader is to comprehend the author's message based on their words. We expect the author means exactly what is written. Why then do we interpret the Bible? It's mostly a history of God's interaction with the Hebrews, and facts are facts. The question is what believers ought to believe. It seems to me we interpret Scripture because we aren't satisfied with God's plain meaning with the words He chose to use. We don't want to say the Bible is wrong, so we decide for ourselves what God really means to make it easier for us to swallow. These 60-second messages are based on the book XPO by Bill Munhausen, available in Amazon Books.
happy to be the Lake Sounding Board. Community radio for the Lake of the Ozarks. It's 89.3, the key. Well, hi there. It is 8.08, and some of you may be listening to us this morning on keyradio.live, as well as our free phone apps for the Androids and iPhones, and, of course, the SRG Financial Advisors Key Radio in studio, live camera, and we look forward to uh, bringing you some good guests this morning. We're going to hear from Letitia Wong. I hope to hear from Letitia uh, in uh, just a bit. Uh, she is uh, kind of an interesting lady, and I will tell you more about her when she joins us here coming up uh, shortly. Also, we'll hear from uh, our good friend Danny Ellison, the educated redneck. He'll check in at 840. Let us know about his uh, drive home. He was supposed to be with us on Tuesday. Unfortunately, the weather, and as is the case, and I think most of you realize this, that Mother Nature is uh, in charge when it comes to the weather, as we are finding out right now. And also, Frankie Tapp with uh, Great Circle Foster Care. She will join me at 910. We'll talk about the foster care situation in the lake. Maybe you've always wanted to uh, help out and uh, be a foster parent. And there are ways that you can do that. We uh, obviously have been dealing with uh, quite a bit of weather. Windchill warning is uh, in effect from, uh, it says here, uh, 6 p.m. this evening. Windchill advisory in effect uh, from 6 p.m. this evening until noon on Saturday. And I would say the windchill is probably going to be a factor regardless. Right now we're looking at uh, a temperature of about 4 below here in Osage Beach, folks over there in Camdenton, right about the same point that we are. Uh, for the wind chill warning, dangerously cold wind chills. Wind chills as low as 35 below zero for the wind chill advisory. Very cold wind chills expected. And wind chills as low as 20 below zero throughout the uh, Tri-County region here this morning. We got hit with that snow yesterday. Really, the snow hasn't been a huge factor in terms of accumulation. It is more so the roads and the cold and the issues with power outages. And in some cases, much like myself, we are dealing with uh, an issue when it comes to water. And uh, some people have it, some people don't, based on their uh, well houses uh, maybe freezing up or something like that. Uh, do remind folks that the Community Christian Church is open as a place to go, uh, Community Christian Church over there on Business 5 in Camdenton, North Business 5. They'll have their doors open till uh, Sunday, this Sunday at, uh, at noon. And if folks find themselves in a situation where maybe the power is out or, uh, you know, you just don't have a place to go or you know someone who does not have a place to go, uh, certainly uh, send them in that general direction. I know there are other churches and even uh, some hotels and motels around the area that have opened their doors if people cannot find an adequate place to uh, seek the heat. And I know that a lot of folks, uh, well, are going to be dealing with this uh, power outage. Uh, power comes on, power goes off, power comes on, power goes off. But uh, I know that there are crews out there across the lake area and beyond that are working on uh, trying to get the power restored as quickly as possible. And hats off to those men and women out there doing the job. Not a job that most of us, I think, would even want to deal with on a day like today. And uh, to all the folks that uh, are having to show up for work, much like myself, uh, hats off to all of you folks. Uh, there are a lot of people out there that uh, do what they do and have to do it every day. 
if they have to deliver goods to uh, various places or uh, just be out doing what they're doing. Maybe they're working at a restaurant or working at uh, a convenience store. Uh, hats off to all of those folks. Again, some places are open, some places are not. Uh, again, a lot of this is based on the power situation. And so uh, here we go, right? Going to have an opportunity to, uh, I don't know if we're going to get Letitia on this morning or not. I have not heard from her as of yet. But uh, we will, again, remind folks that uh, we do have Danny Ellison checking in. We do have uh, Frankie Tapp, and she'll be joining us in the 9 o'clock hour. And uh, your phone calls are welcome this morning at 573-633-5395. If you'd like to give me a call right now while we uh, wait to see if Letitia is going to check in. If not, we'll get her rescheduled maybe later on in the week. She's going to be uh, speaking to Concerned Women for America up Missouri on January the 14th. She's based out of St. Louis, and uh, she's had a very interesting career. And I'll tell you a little bit about Letitia as we uh, see if maybe she's going to have some time to check in or not. I understand if she doesn't, obviously, uh, maybe there was a communication snafu, but I did reach out to her. And as always, I want to thank Janet Dabbs for helping us to set up the interview. Letitia Wong is a native of Phoenix, Arizona, a child of immigrants and a second-generation America. Uh, American writer, Letitia grew up in a diverse, lower-to-middle-class income neighborhood and attended public school from K-12 through and graduated with honors. She attended her first two years of college at Phoenix Community College in Arizona on a scholarship and graduated with a B.S. in Health Sciences from Purdue University in Indiana in 1997. Letitia has since uh, been involved, I guess, uh, passionately involved, uh, public defense of the Christian faith and of preborn life from the injustice of abortion. In college, she served as a student leader in her university chapter of uh, InterVarsity Christian Fellowship at Purdue and at uh, Campus Ambassadors Christian Fellowship at Arizona State, tutoring fellow students how to engage with peers with tough questions about the Christian faith and worldview. In 2000, she married her husband, De Conway. They moved to St. Louis, where both volunteer in Christian youth ministry and teaching others how to answer difficult worldview questions. She has also spent the last 12 years volunteering for a youth ministry called Faith Ascent Ministries as a curriculum developer, a camp mom, and a speaker. Now, beginning in 2009, Letitia joined the Tea Party movement at its origin in St. Louis from 2009 to 2014. She and former Frederick Douglass Foundation of Missouri President Thomas Smith hosted True Life Fridays Radio, an online talk radio program about pro-life issues and public policy. She also conducts Navigating Media Pitfalls on Pro-Life Issues, a strategy seminar designed to prepare pro-life speakers, public office holders, and candidates to speak about pro-life measures with the news media in interviews. Letitia is now the president of the Frederick Douglass Foundation of Missouri and is working hard to bring success to the organization on a grassroots level. So maybe we'll hear from her. Maybe we won't this morning. I don't know. As I said, I did reach out to her, and we did uh, make mention to the fact that our interview was scheduled to, tar- to, to take place rather at uh, around 8.10 this morning. So we'll see if she checks in with the time we have left before. Uh, not a new camera angle, the one that works this morning for some strange reason. Oh, maybe this is Letitia right here checking in. And uh, she said the phone number is not going through. Well, <laughs> we are having all kinds of problems with uh, with 
everything this morning, and that would be uh, power and water and obviously a cell phone as well because I was talking earlier this morning with Bill Munhausen, and uh, yesterday afternoon I was talking with Delta, and uh, we, uh, we, our, our, our conversation basically just ended abruptly, and I think, uh, again, a lot of that has to do with uh, what we're dealing with as far as this winter weather. Letitia Wong joining us this morning, and Letitia, it is uh, good to have you with us. Good morning. Good morning. Finally, I got through. <laughs> oh, well, you know, with uh, what Mother Nature has been uh, doing with us this morning, we've been up against a lot of different things. So uh, <clears throat> all I know. Understood. Understood. All I know is that Mother Nature is uh, is in control of things. And prior to your phone call, I was just reading your bio. And so let's talk a little bit about uh, what it is that you are doing now. You're preparing people, pro-life speakers, to address the media on a variety of different issues, abortion being one of them. And so uh, so how did you uh, – and, 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 and I talked about your, uh, your college background and some of the things that you've been involved in. Uh, how did you kind of pick that as a direction that you – you wanted to go obviously i guess any pro-life speakers are going to take a variety of questions good and bad from the media right well it, it became a personal interest of mine um especially after the 2012 election and where in missouri here especially uh todd aiken had become a media figure had kind of plastered all over the place mm-hmm. after a very unfortunate interview with Charles Jaco in the morning and I was watching that at the time in my living room and and watching everything unfold and I said to myself we really do need to focus more attention on the conservative pro-life side on how to craft answers that are easily communicated to pro-life position without being so easily uh, I guess negatively handled by the media because right. now they realize that uh, Pro-life uh, politicians and and office holders may not be prepared for those answers. You know, they prepare a lot for talking about uh, taxes and education and different kinds of policies. But when it comes to pro-life issues, it is kind of something that has been ignored until forced to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. And I would think that a lot of people need some extra help and extra encouragement to pay attention to those things and to give answers that satisfy the, the searching public and to navigate around the pitfalls that are that the media may be able to put in front of you because it is a hostile media for if you are especially if you are a pro-life candidate for office. And so that's what this is called. It's called navigating media pitfalls on pro-life issues. And then we're not just talking about abortion. We're talking about everything that is pro-life related. So reproductive technology, uh, even to the the realm of euthanasia, honor killing, and different kinds of persecution. This is all related, even even to the point of talking about slavery issues. Uh, These are all pro-life issues. So having a unified understanding of the ethic that pro-life conservative people need to uh, need to be able to articulate is very helpful. So essentially, uh, you are going to be preparing people, and, and and that is probably going to be the uh, 
the bulk of the conversation on January the 14th. I believe you're going to be speaking in, in Ellisville, Missouri, on January the 14th Correct. with uh, uh, Concerned Women for America of Missouri. And uh, you'll be, uh, I guess, maybe giving some folks uh, some things to keep in mind should they get in front of a group of people and talk about worldview issues, pro-life issues, uh, a, a lot of different things. And, and uh, as I noted in reading your uh, your bio here, uh, there are those gotcha questions out there. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I have some of the questions, uh, I guess, that maybe we could uh, could could put out there. Uh, for example, one is, do you believe abortion should be banned in the case of rape? And that is certainly a question that uh, uh, could be thrown at someone who's a pro-life speaker. And in, uh, I guess, uh, navigating your way through these sorts of things, uh, what do you think might be a good way to address that? How do you address that and, and, and really not uh, ruffle a whole lot of feathers? I, I think you're going to do it regardless, but I mean, I, I would imagine that uh, uh, there are ways to address a question like that and, 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 and give what is considered to be a, a good answer. Right, right. So I, one of the, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the pieces of advice I give to um, folks who are attending the media pitfalls presentation is answer the question that should have been asked. You know, you know what your beliefs are and what policies you will support legislatively. So answer belief questions with policy answers and don't offer unnecessary information about yourself. So do you believe in abortion in the case of rape should be a question. And it's actually asking, should the government discriminate against some individuals because of the way they were conceived? And so the answer for a person who wants to go and be a legislator would be, I could not support measures that would discriminate against some individuals because of the way they were conceived. That kind of question is probing for, for fumbling, and you are redirecting the question to say, what kind of policy would you support if you are in office and a conscientious, ethical, pro-life, consistent person in office would say, I don't want to seek to put anybody in a light where they could lose their life just because of the circumstances that are not in their control. We wouldn't do that for anyone born. Mm -hmm. Why should we do that for anyone unborn? So I don't want to prejudice our law unfairly toward people who haven't even breathed air who haven't even been born. So redirect the question in that sense. And also, you can follow that up with questions uh, to the media saying, well, what circumstances would warrant, e even in the case of rape, what circumstances um, would, would say would a pro-choice or a pro-abortion or abortion-seeking person say would say disqualify them from having an abortion. Let's, for example, let's say, why should 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 a woman who is in circumstances where she has been raped, um, does she also have a, a, a disease? Does she also have poverty issues? Does she have what? How many circumstances can we take away? Let's let's solve this person. Let's give the, this person the medical attention she needs. Let's support her financially. Let's do all these other things that are external 
circumstances, can we improve the lives of the person here, who is, the woman here who is pregnant, mm-hmm. and give her a reason to continue to have the baby? And what you'll find a lot of the time is that there are no circumstances in which abortion will be taken off the table. And you want to expose that. Right. You want to be able to say, well, you know, I can, I can solve all of these external problems. I can make this situation better for a pregnant woman. Would that then be okay to then make abortion outlawed or, or unavailable for these sorts of circumstances. And you'll find that they'll never be satisfied unless the answer is abortion on demand. And as a person who is in office, you want to expose that to the public. You want to say this, this question is unfair because it comes with all this baggage. There and are, realize that. I was just going to say, now there are two words I think that get to people in trouble a lot of times when they're in front of a group and uh, they're, they're answering questions. And, and the two words that come to mind are, I think, I think, you know, and, and you don't want to find yourself in a right. situation. And you mentioned not offering up information about yourself, but I think sometimes, and I just said it, uh, that people kind of uh, delve into uh, an area where they might find themselves uh, in, in a bit of a pickle, if you will, uh, if they use the words like I think or I know uh, and, and try to keep I and me and my out of the, uh, the answer as far as any questions that, uh, that may be put forth. Uh, also, um, another question I wanted to ask you, and you, you, you touched on it uh, a little bit there uh, previously, and that's uh, what about abortion in the case of a woman's health? Um, so I would imagine, again, that's a, a very interesting uh, issue, and how would you address a question like that, Letitia? Right. Well, this, this is an issue that has gone back decades. Uh, when, we talk, when we're talking about the Supreme Court decision on T.C. versus Planned Parenthood, all the way back to Doe versus Bolton and Roe v. Wade, uh, thankfully the Dobbs decision has allowed the Supreme Court to reevaluate the justification for those decisions. And one of the things that came out of that was kind of this plea for what about, abortion? you know, should we reserve abortion for the cases of a woman's health? Well, please define what, what, what is meant by the, a woman's health. And you'll find in a lot of the Supreme Court decisions that the, the justification is, well, health could mean a lot of things. It can mean mental health. It can mean a temporary issue. It can mean having a cold. And what this loophole of, for a woman's health provides is abortion on demand for any reason, Mm -hmm. if you think about it. And how the Supreme Court kind of came to this and ended up voting in those cases is is extraordinarily unbelievable. The justification for abortion uh, being not just the uh, right to privacy, but also what it means to be human. And the Supreme Court refused to define what it is to be human. They basically said, oh, it is whatever you want it to be. I'm not going to define it for you today. And they left that wide open so that the interpretation of 
what it means to be a human and what it means to pursue your happiness in life and what it means to be healthy is entirely subjective and outside <clears throat> the purview of the law. So, it, you know, I'm thankful that the Dobbs decision decided to say all that wording has has to be reevaluated by the courts. If, if pro-abortion advocates want to reevaluate and come back to the courts with better language, they are welcome to, but for the time being, we're going to say that was, these decisions were wrongly decided. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg agrees, by the way, hmm. that Roe was wrongly decided. Right. Uh, we can start over and have that debate. So w- the case of a woman's health has to be better defined. Give it to <clears throat> the lawmaker to define it better. I have yet to see that. And the public really ought to seek to uh, seek that understanding and not say, oh, you know, if you want to put a real vague word in there, that's okay. That is not okay. We need to be as strict with the language as we are if we talking about tax law, talking about education, talking about what roads and bridges are we going to find. Those types of things need to be specified. So does legislation concerning abortion. And this is why it is important to uh, be in attendance on January the 14th at the uh, seminar that uh, you will be speaking at on the, uh, I say, in, in Ellisville, Missouri, and I'm, I've got the information here in front of me. And I was noting that uh, one of the things that says, please invite your legislator. And uh, I think that would be very important, Letitia, no doubt about it. The uh, event going on on Saturday, January the 14th, 9.30 until 11 in the a.m. at the Pillar Foundation, located at uh, 15820 Clayton Road in uh, in Ellisville, Missouri. Uh, If you like uh, additional information, of course, you can contact Bev Allen. Uh, who heads up uh, Concerned Women for Missouri uh, for America of Missouri at 314-608-0168 or director at missouri.cwfa.org. Sounds like a very interesting uh, opportunity to learn more and to, uh, you know, learn how to deal with some of these questions that may be thrown at you. And, and again, I think that uh, Bev kind of uh, set this up nicely. She said, please invite your legislator. And you had touched on that uh, in the discussion this morning as well, Letitia. So, uh, again, if we, can get some right, legi- if, right. we, if we can get some legislators in the room, uh, it may help them as well. Because I remember exactly what happened to Todd Aiken and how that man's political career basically just fell apart based on something he said. And I'm sure that wasn't his intent or, uh, you know, sometimes we say things. And and, and I don't want to say without thinking, but, uh, you know, the way we word anything can be taken out of context so easily by the media and then turned around and used against me or you or or anyone who says it, and then that person gets uh, the ever popular what we like to do in this day and age, and that's label people, and uh, you know right. it, it makes them or breaks them. And in Todd Aiken's case, it definitely definitely broke him. Eight thirty one is our that's time. Correct. 
yeah. I, I was just going to say 831 is our time. And uh, Letitia, I do appreciate you uh, uh, joining us this morning. I'm sorry that you had issues getting through. But uh, like I said, power, water, uh, cell phones, Mother Nature is uh, letting us know, like I said, <laughs> that she is definitely in control here this morning. And so hopefully things will uh, will work out. Love to have you back again, maybe before the 14th, to kind of refresh people's memories on this and uh, make sure that uh, we get a full house for you there in Ellisville on Saturday, January the 14th, again from 9.30 until 11 a.m. at the Pillar Foundation on Clayton Road in Ellisville. Thank you so much for your time this morning. We appreciate it, and uh, uh, continued success. You are the president of the Fre- uh, of the Frederick Douglass Foundation. Her name is Letitia Wong, and we certainly appreciate it. Uh, Frederick Douglass Foundation of Missouri. Of Missouri. Very good. And I want to make yeah. sure we get that right. So, Letitia, again, thank you for your time. And uh, like I said, maybe we can get you back in here to talk a little bit more again before uh, the event on the 14th of January. I love it. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. That is Letitia Wong, again, the president of the Frederick Douglass Foundation of Missouri. And she'll be speaking in Ellisville, Missouri, on January the 14th. 8.32, we will uh, get some information headed your way. Of course, uh, a lot going on with the weather and uh, even a lot affecting us here this morning as far as uh, the conditions with our our live cam and uh, some other things going on. But we appreciate you wherever you're at if you're tuned in and listening this morning to us. And, uh, again, remind folks that the Community Christian Church in Camdenton is a a shelter where if folks are experiencing issues and you you don't have uh, the ability to have uh, some adequate heating, that's one of the places you can go. Uh, Some other local churches are opening their doors as well. Uh, I know uh, I read yesterday some hotels and motels around the area there really not uh, extremely full at this point, uh, but uh, some of those places are opening their doors. Uh, You might even call uh, the local city hall uh, where you live and see if uh, any of these uh, churches or other businesses have contacted them and find out where you can go to warm up if you need to. Danny Ellison will join us on the other side of our information break. You are listening to The Daily Show on 89.3, keyradio.live, free apps for your iPhones and Androids, and, of course, the SRG Financial Advisors, Key Radio, in-studio, live cam. This is your radio station, Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3, KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri, The Key. Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, December 23rd. That winter storm brought power outages, snow, and sub-zero temperatures to the Lake of the Ozarks Thursday. Areas of Y Road and Lynn Creek were without power Thursday evening. Approximately two inches of snow fell, but the real impact is the cold. Temperatures are expected to get out of the single digits today, and it won't get above freezing until Monday. A man's drowned after falling into Lake of the Ozarks. It happened Thursday. The Missouri Highway Patrol says they were called to Surdike Port 20 about 2.20 in the afternoon where a man had fallen into the water. The man was recovered from the lake and taken to Lake Regional Hospital where he was pronounced dead. Authorities did not immediately release the identity of the man. 
Camden City employees have continued the tradition of fundraising for local charities at their annual Christmas party with over $900 donation. For the past several years, Camden City employees have chosen to donate funds to the Camden R3 School District's McKinney-Vento program, which ensures educational rights and protections for homeless children and youth. This year, the City of Camden donated two hams and a grand total of $965. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. The Community Blood Center of the Ozarks is having a blood drive at Christ the King Lutheran Church at 1700 Bagnell Dam Boulevard, Lake Ozark, on Tuesday, December 27th, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. CBCO, Nextar Media, and Youngblood Auto Group offer donors a chance to win one of four $1,000 gas gift cards. On behalf of local hospital patients, Community Blood Center of the Ozarks thanks blood donors from across the region for giving life to your community. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Christmas week Friday. College hoops last night. How about those Mizzou Tigers knocking off top 20 Illinois last night? So Mizzou improving to a very impressive 11-1 on the season, and that by far was their biggest win of the season. College football today, it's bowl time for the Mizzou Tigers. They go bowling against Wake Forest. That's a 5.30 kickoff in the Gasparilla Bowl. Of course, we've got the New Year's six bowl games coming up. On the 30th, it's the Orange Bowl, that's Clemson and Tennessee. On the 31st, it's the Sugar Bowl, Alabama and K-State. Also, the National Semifinals on New Year's Eve. Uh, on uh, January 2nd, the Cotton Bowl, USC and Tulane. And on January 2nd as well, the Rose Bowl, Penn State and Utah. On the ice tonight, the Blues busy on the road against Vegas. And tomorrow, the Chiefs will be playing at home against Seattle. Yes, that is a Saturday game, a uh, Christmas Eve game. They will kick that off at noon tomorrow. Eagles, still the best team in the league. They pretty much have been all season there, 13-1. and Hey, Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, and if you haven't liked Lake TV on Facebook yet, be sure you do that. Over 47,000 followers on Lake TV's Facebook page. Be sure you're one of them. Hey, you can watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90. Also, you can watch absolutely free on Roku or Amazon Fire and streaming live all the time anywhere in the world at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Christmas week Friday. This is Bill Munhausen for the What Makes Sense show on Key Radio. It's a biblical perspective without the pat answers that infect some of Christian talk. We're about solutions to most of life's issues, less theory, more answers, confront what is evil and champion what is good, extend grace to those who are still seeking. I investigate answers in politics, social issues, church, and more. It's what makes sense. In the 7 a.m. and 3 p.m. hours, check the schedule at keyradio.live. Key Radio is a nonprofit radio station that works with local residents in the Lake of the Ozarks community. 
Our goal is to provide a positive platform for content that addresses a variety of topics while also giving people the opportunity to find out more about what's going on in our own backyard. Key Radio uses donations to bring you all of the information. So, if you like what you hear and you'd like to help us continue our mission, please reach out to us at keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio. Businesses, individuals, and content providers power the programming that you hear on Key Radio. To inquire about making your tax-deductible donation, go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio or call 573-280-0532. 573-280-0532. You're listening to 89.3, The Key. I'm Pastor Jerry Odell from Heartland Worship Center for Creation Expo. How should we interpret the Bible? Well, my suggestion is not to interpret, but to set our hearts to understand. 2 Peter 1.20 reads, But know this first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation. When we read other books, we intuitively expect that the author is trying to communicate clearly. Our job as a reader is to comprehend the author's message based on their words. We expect the author means exactly what is written. Why then do we interpret the Bible? It's mostly a history of God's interaction with the Hebrews, and facts are facts. The question is what believers ought to believe. It seems to me we interpret Scripture because we aren't satisfied with God's plain meaning with the words He chose to use. We don't want to say the Bible is wrong, so we decide for ourselves what God really means to make it easier for us to swallow. These 60-second messages are based on the book XPO by Bill Munhausen, available in Amazon Books. the Lake Sounding Board, Community Radio for the Lake of the Ozarks. It's 89.3, The Key. Right back here now in 842. We are looking at three below in Osage Beach, four below in Camdenton. And what do you think the afternoon high uh, is going to be today? Well, it's bouncing around between 10 and 11 degrees, partly to mostly cloudy. Again, very windy winds on the west-northwest 10 to 20 miles per hour. Winds could occasionally gust over 40 miles per hour. I was out driving around last night, and I got to tell you, man, it was just uh, no fun watching the wind and uh, the snow kick up. However, uh, we will warm up. 22 is it's going to seem like a heat wave tomorrow. 22 and sunny for Christmas Eve. Then Christmas Day, mostly sunny and 28 degrees. 
Uh, tonight, uh, overnight low of five above with a clear sky, which of course is going to you know affect that whole wind chill warning thing that is going on. Six tonight until noon tomorrow. And so do what you have to do to stay warm. Uh, again, there are a number of places around the area that are offering shelter, one of which is the Community Christian Church. And uh, a group has uh, put together an opportunity for folks to go out there. Uh, they are going to have their doors open uh, today through Sunday at noon. And so if you need a place to hunker down and get out of the cold, that's one of the places that you can go. Or if you know someone who needs some assistance, and uh, again, 573-346-7108 is the number to Camden County Emergency Management. Talk to Sam Henley or the staff. I'm not quite sure how they're stocked for volunteers. Uh, but you may call in and see if they uh, need some folks. Uh, what they're asking people to do is work six-hour shifts and uh, basically uh, help the folks that uh, are in uh, that particular shelter at the Community Christian Church on North Business 5 in Camdenton. Danny Ellison is safe and sound at home back in Virginia Beach. Uh, maybe I've jumped the gun a little bit by saying safe and sound, but I know I know that he's home. And uh, when he got home, he sent me a text, and I was so happy to see that he made it, and he joins us live here this morning on The Daily Show. Danny, uh, how are you, my friend? Uh, it's great to have you with us. Greetings. It's uh, strange to be home. <laughs> I had to, I had to learn, relearn light switches and everything. <laughs> I was going to say it was probably the, the weirdest thing for you was probably waking up in, in, in a bed that is not located inside a vehicle. Yeah, that and where the inside temperature is not 19 degrees, it's a whopping 63 degrees to right. 70 degrees. Which right. <laughs> <laughs> my body, I sweated last night like crazy because I'm, I'm used to sleeping in an inside temperature of 20 right, degrees. Right, right. Well, I'm just glad that you made it home safely, and I appreciate you uh, letting me where you let me know where you were on Monday, and 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 you know weather and everything like that was such a huge factor. And I know you wanted to be home for Christmas, and you will be home for Christmas, and that's so very important. And you're safe, and Dylan's you're safe, and so. Uh, you know, next time you get out and roll around uh, uh, the Midwest and off to the West, uh, we'll uh, we'll work on uh, getting you a place to stay and a, and a stop. I, you, you will never have any worries as far as a place to stay uh, because you've always got uh, my house anytime you need it. And uh, and and as far as things go, uh, I don't know what you want to talk about this morning. I know the adventure home was interesting. I didn't know if you had anything else. Uh, uh, in your crawl that you wanted to discuss this morning. So it's 846, and we'll turn you loose. Well, I, it, it's ironic that this happens today, and uh, I've been watching. If I just stayed another hour, I would have never made it home before them. It just turned. Right when I was I was three hours from home, I was planning on stopping, and I read the weather, and they said that it was supposed to really be garbage between 3 and 5 a.m. I said, well, I don't want to have to drive through the mountains and ice, so I went on home. But uh, it's kind of ironic that all this happens when what I want to talk about is the new, uh, what I'm going to call scamdemic. And, and they've learned something on this last scamdemic. They've learned that if they tell you enough over fear and get you scared enough, you'll do anything, including hanging plastic from the ceiling uh, in between you and another person, think it does anything to prevent germs. Uh, they got you. They got you people doing some of the stupidest things I've ever seen. Well, here's the next pandemic: is global warming. 
And it's ironic that we have one of the coldest storms ever on the history of the United States wiping across this country. We have record low temperatures. And much like the scamdemic before, uh, you're not supposed to believe your eyes. You're supposed to believe the experts. You're supposed to believe the science. The science that says for the past 40 years, we've had 10 years left to survive. They said that in the 70s. They said that in the 80s. Uh, Al Gore famously said there'd be no uh, polar caps left by the year 2000, which, of course, was a lie. Uh, everything they've said is a lie. You know, much like the beginning of the other scamdemic, which was 2.2 million people will be dead in three months. Wrong. Six foot uh, separation with some kind of science. Even they admitted that was a lie. The mass work, even they admitted that was a lie. Actual data shows that towns with no mask ordinances versus towns with mask ordinances had absolutely zero difference in their results. And so now they're already practicing this over in England where they're going to shut people down and tell them they can't travel out of their neighborhoods because it will save the environment. Mm. They're going to use scare tactics to force you into staying home and not traveling while they fly about in their private jets, while they go out on their yachts, while they live in a house that 800 people could live in because they're above you and you are the commoners and the commoners must be controlled. It's all part of the new cars. They're putting kill systems in the new cars. So if you choose to travel, the government can shut you down. They're going to get digital currency so that if you choose to travel, the government can cut your money off. Folks, we are being herded into a corner, and you're willingly participating by trusting the government. Now, if you know anything about history, anything about history, governments absolutely cannot be trusted. Matter of fact, our founders studied history, and they made a document that is specific, specifically predicated on the fact that they don't trust the government. And while everybody wants to make the Second Amendment about hunting, no, the Second Amendment is strictly about when the government becomes tyrannical, you can defend yourself. I'm sure the people in Australia, I'm sure the people in China, I'm sure the people in all these countries where they don't have guns, where they use bow and arrows to try to defend themselves, wish that they had an AR-15 with an extended clip so they can at least stand a chance. We are being herded down the next rat hole, which is the global warming agenda. But you will not look around you and realize that the Earth has changed from an ice cube to a sauna over and over in the past in a cyclical term. The fact that there is, and see, that's why they tried to get the term global climate change as part of this, because then that explains everything. Of course it explains everything. Our weather has been cyclical for years, and we've known that in the past. How do I know that we've known that in the past? If you've ever built a house, you must design your first floor for a 100-year flood. What? Uh, that means it's cyclical, like in 100-year cycles. Exactly, kids. Everything you're seeing with the weather is cyclical. It has changed over time. It changed before man. It has changed after man. And it will change if man disappears. We must not fall into their fear tactics where they're, you've got 10 years to get this straight. They've got us getting battery cars that are worthless garbage to attach to a power grid that is already stressed beyond belief. 
and you are going to follow them down this path to where you can't do anything without the permission of the government because it will destroy the climate. Folks, quit being driven by fear. Start being brave people again. Start having backbones. Start standing for something. Stand for something or fall for everything. Mm -hmm. You better take the ground. You better say no more. And you better get brave. And you better get there soon. Aaron Tippin had a song that said, uh, you know, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And uh, it's interesting that you mentioned England and how they're going about trying to get people to stay in and stay home. Uh, hopefully it doesn't turn out like uh, what was going on in China, where people were actually locked in their homes by the government. And uh, we saw another... Not just locked. They were, their doors were welded shut. Oh, well, yeah. Welded shut and uh, forced to stay in regardless of uh, what they wanted to do. And imagine living in a country like that. And, you know, he here's, here's the interesting thing about all of this. I think we are seeing more and more of this uh, government-based litmus test. And what it is is we roll things out, we try them on the people, and then we see how the people react. And we gather up all the research as to whether or not people are for something or against something, and the reasons why or why not, and then we go back in and we try to repackage it in such a way that maybe they will buy into it. And with uh, everything that happened in the first pandemic, there were a lot of people that bought into what the government was feeding them, so much so that they were willing to do anything at all, including wearing masks, including being involved in social distancing, including getting vaccines, including getting boosters, including ratting on people uh, if you had a holiday celebration and uh, you had too many people at your holiday celebration. I mean, come on. Are we really going to turn the people of this country into agents for the government where if you are doing something wrong, you've got somebody out there, a good citizen, as I'm sure the government will refer to them, uh, someone who is always willing to do the government's bidding and 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 something else that's uh, maybe somewhat related to this you remember Stacey Abrams who ran for office in Georgia was unsuccessful in doing so and now she is petitioning to become a member of the Federal Communications Commission the FCC and don't think that if this woman is uh, granted the opportunity to become uh, a member of the FCC that she won't essentially use or be used as this administration's tool to get people to do things, radio stations, TV stations, anything regarding the FCC and however it is related to our daily lives. So, so much goes on every day and people just buy into it. And, and, and why is that? Well, it's simple, Danny. The people in this country have become so dependent on somebody else to take care of them, the government. Uh, you know, and, 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 and various other groups and organizations who are always there to help people, as they say, and I do help in air quotes, uh, it, is, it is not at all anything that the government is doing to help people. It is to slowly 
pull them in. So once they get them on all of these various programs, once they become dependent on the government and all these strings that are attached, the government can essentially slam the door on them, Danny, and weld it shut, much like they did to people in China. And we're allowing it to happen. We're allowing our liberty, we're allowing our freedoms to be eroded away because people aren't doing anything other than relying on someone else to take care of them. And that is the problem, and certainly that is the seed that is being planted in future generations. If you allow somebody else to take care of you, everything is going to be all right. And that's definitely not the case. Well, on top of that, and this is another thing I've noticed, before the past two years, when it was flu season, everybody just got the flu. And then you go, well, what kind of flu did you have? Well, I had the puking flu. I had the body aches flu. Now, they've learned something. I don't remember. I, I was talking to Allie this morning about this scene. Do you remember the scene in um, Silence of the Lamb where the uh, senator is talking about her daughter and using her daughter's name? And Jodie Foster goes, oh, that's so smart. If he associates a name with her, it makes it more personal. Right. Well, that's what they're doing now. Uh, they don't report on just being flu season and everybody being sick. Uh, we've got this many cases of SRV. We've got this many cases of COVID. We got So they're making it more personal so that you buy into it more. Mm-hmm. Because you actually, it's not just flu season. People get sick in flu season. That was simple. That's what we used to do. Oh, no, it's covid season so if you've got covid which is a 99 percent survivable virus it's almost 100 percent if you're under 50 uh they're trying to personalize everything they want to drive your fear they see that's how they're going to rule and our founding fathers again were intelligent on that where benjamin franklin said those who give up their rights for safety deserve neither we are basically in that thing They've got everybody living the safety generation, as I call it, mm. where everybody has to be safe. Everything has to be safe. Well, guess what? Safe does not exist. Never will it exist. Because every day there are millions of things trying to kill you. There are bacteria trying to kill you. You lay out in the sun all day, it will kill you. You stay out in the cold all day, it can kill you. There's a lot of things trying to kill you. The mere fact, fact that you make it to nighttime every day is a pure miracle. <laughs> Yes, it sure is. And so it is. So fear stops none of that. Only thing fear stops is stops you from living. Those people in China right now are not living. They're alive, but they're not living. No. Do you want to be alive and not living? Because that's the path we're headed down. Because there is no such thing as safety. Get that out of your head first and foremost. I'm pretty sure Elvis didn't plan on dying on the toilet. I'm pretty sure of that. And this is a man who traveled the world and did all kinds of crazy things. And he died on the toilet, the place nobody worries about being. The thing is, quit being afraid. We used to teach that in the country. You know, we used to teach you to be brave, be steadfast. Now we're teaching you to be cowering little individuals afraid of a 99% survival virus, a climate change that happens. And once they get you afraid of that, Mommy and Daddy government are here to make everything better, little Tommy, and we're going to make it better. We're going to make it safer. We're going to make it so you stay home where you're 100%. Oh, oh, wait a minute. There's people in Florida when their condominium collapsed. They were home. Take that out of it. We're just going to make you safe somehow, some way, but they can't ignore the fact that every single person on this planet Earth will die. They will die of something. Mm -hmm. The question is, will you live? 
And also, another aspect of this is people, and, and this is a great uh, comment from one of our listeners this morning. Julie says, every institution and literature that promotes sustainable development goals, including, I, b- I believe she meant bike trails, and if you disagree, you are slandered as an ignorant person. So here's how they work against it by utilizing the citizens that they are trying to make dependent on the government. So you rat out people. If they're not doing things the way the government wants them to, you label people, they're conspiracy theorists, uh, and, you know, they bring up all these things, and then they start digging up dirt on people uh, as far as trying to discredit them if they go against what the government is saying. So they kind of got you coming and going. They've got people that are into buying, buying what the government is selling. And then they use those people uh, as uh, as as their uh, as their secret police force to rat them out if they're not doing what it is the government wants them to do. And as I said, you know, we were told what that first Christmas uh, and Thanksgiving that we had COVID. Well, now if you see somebody that's having uh, too many people over at their house for the celebration, you should probably call the police and have the police go investigate. What is that remind you of? Uh, anybody remember uh, when uh, Russia was the way they were and the USSR? <laughs> and, of course, uh, a lot of the communist countries that had people specifically ratting other people out for not following what the government was telling people to do. So I, I think you've got this on so many different levels, and uh, it's just becoming worse. And, and here it's happening before our own eyes and no one is really doing a damn thing about it. Well, everybody asked the question how the Germans did it. It only takes, see, <laughs> people don't remember the phrase useful idiots. Mm-hmm. That was used by some people in the past. Right. So what they do is they take the people who are dependent on the government, they use them as a force multiplier, right. and then they take control. And that's the whole reason that we are not in terrible shape as we are is because of the Second Amendment. Again, when people are using bows and arrows to defend themselves, I'm quite sure they would have rather had a gun with an extended clip. (laughs) That's why they are trying to take away your extended clips. They're trying to take away your, your ability to defend yourself. Because once they get you weak and helpless, that's when the government can do what it wants. Right at the moment, the American people are still way too armed for them to do that. And that's not a call to arms, people. Don't get me wrong. What that is saying is, is deterrent. Much like all of our nuclear weapons are a deterrent. Have we used them? Twice. And after that, nobody's used them in war. And the reason being is they are the ultimate deterrent. Because if you use yours, I'll use mine, and everybody's going to lose. The government in the United States understands that. If they use their guns against us, we have enough guns to stand against them, so it's a lose-lose situation. And that's why our founding fathers gave us the right they gave us. We should not take that lightly. We should stand on that ground, and don't let anybody call you anything, because the name-calling doesn't bother me. I understand that to stay free, we must stay brave. And we are not brave right now. 
Danny Ellis and the Educated Redneck, thank you, sir. And I'm glad that you're home safely, and I'm glad that you get to enjoy Christmas safe and sound in your home as well. And uh, thank you for everything you do. And we'll have you back here at your regular time next Thursday at about uh, 9.10 to do some more ranting and raving. And uh, just relax for a while, man. You've uh, you've had a lot going on in your life, and I'm sure it's, uh, as you said, good to be home relearning the light switches and everything else, but uh, we are very thankful for your common sense approach and your ranting and raving, and hopefully it uh, it wakes some folks up. So take care of yourself, my friend, and we'll talk to you again next Thursday. Well, thank you so much. I want to wish all of your listeners a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. If you celebrate something else, I want to wish you whatever you celebrate. I hope that's enjoyable. I think that this is a great time of year. Spend it with your family. Hold them close. Enjoy them. And I thank you all for all the years and times that you've given me. I appreciate getting to come on here and rant and rave. And I will make sure somehow, some way, I see you next, next trip west. And until then, have a, beautiful, have a wonderful day on that beautiful lake that you live on. That's awesome. Thank you, Danny. Thank you so much. It is 9.03, and uh, we are going to take a little information break here at the top of the hour. I want to thank our media sponsor, Stacy Johnson with LakeExpo.com, Chris Schneider with Lake TV, and thank you. We'll talk to Frankie Tamp with Great Circle and talk a little bit about foster care here at the lake. You are listening to The Daily Show on Key Radio. This is your radio station, Lake of the Ozarks. 89.3 K-E-Y-K, Osage Beach, Missouri, The Key. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, December 23rd. That winter storm brought power outages, snow, and sub-zero temperatures to the Lake of the Ozarks Thursday. Areas of Y Road and Lynn Creek were without power Thursday evening. Approximately two inches of snow fell, but the real impact is the cold. Temperatures are expected to get out of the single digits today, and it won't get above freezing until Monday. A man's drowned after falling into Lake of the Ozarks. It happened Thursday. The Missouri Highway Patrol says they were called to Surdike Port 20 about 2.20 in the afternoon, where a man had fallen into the water. The man was recovered from the lake and taken to Lake Regional Hospital, where he was pronounced dead. Authorities did not immediately release the identity of the man. Camden City employees have continued the tradition of fundraising for local charities at their annual Christmas party with over $900 donation. For the past several years, Camden City employees have chosen to donate funds to the Camden R3 School District's McKinney-Vento program, which ensures educational rights and protections for homeless children and youth. This year, the City of Camden donated two hams and a grand total of $965. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. The Community Blood Center of the Ozarks is having a blood drive at Christ the King Lutheran Church at 1700 Bagnell Dam Boulevard, Lake Ozark, on Tuesday, December 27th, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. CBCO, Nextar Media, and Youngblood Auto Group offer donors a chance to win one of four $1,000 gas gift cards. On behalf of local hospital patients, Community Blood Center of the Ozarks thanks blood donors from across the region for giving life to your community.
Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Christmas week Friday. College hoops last night. How about those Mizzou Tigers knocking off top 20 Illinois last night? So Mizzou improving to a very impressive 11-1 on the season, and that by far was their biggest win of the season. College football today, it's bowl time for the Mizzou Tigers. They go bowling against Wake Forest. That's a 5.30 kickoff in the Gasparilla Bowl. Of course, we've got the New Year's six bowl games coming up. On the 30th, it's the Orange Bowl. That's Clemson and Tennessee. On the 31st, it's the Sugar Bowl, Alabama and K-State. Also, the National Semifinals on New Year's Eve. Uh, On uh, January 2nd, the Cotton Bowl, USC and Tulane. And on January 2nd as well, the Rose Bowl, Penn State and Utah. On the ice tonight, the Blues busy on the road against Vegas, and tomorrow the Chiefs will be playing at home against Seattle. Yes, that is a Saturday game, a uh, Christmas Eve game. They will kick that off at noon tomorrow. Eagles, still the best team in the league. They pretty much have been all season. They're 13-1. and Hey, Lake TV brings you five local Lake Area shows, and if you haven't liked Lake TV on Facebook yet, be sure you do that. Over 47,000 followers on Lake TV's Facebook page. Be sure you're one of them. Hey, you can watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90. Also, you can watch absolutely free on Roku or Amazon Fire and streaming live all the time anywhere in the world at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Christmas week Friday. This is Bill Munhausen for the What Makes Sense show on Key Radio. It's a biblical perspective without the pat answers that infect some of Christian talk. We're about solutions to most of life's issues, less theory, more answers, confront what is evil and champion what is good, extend grace to those who are still seeking. I investigate answers in politics, social issues, church, and more. It's what makes sense. In the 7 a.m. and 3 p.m. hours, check the schedule at keyradio.live. Key Radio is a nonprofit radio station that works with local residents in the Lake of the Ozarks community. Our goal is to provide a positive platform for content that addresses a variety of topics while also giving people the opportunity to find out more about what's going on in our own backyard. Key Radio uses donations to bring you all of the information. So, if you like what you hear and you'd like to help us continue our mission, please reach out to us at keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio. Businesses, individuals, and content providers power the programming that you hear on Key Radio. To inquire about making your tax-deductible donation, go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio or call 573-280-0532. 573-280-0532. You're listening to 89.3, The Key. I'm Pastor Jerry O'Dell from Heartland Worship Center for Creation Expo. How should we interpret the Bible? Well, my suggestion is not to interpret, but to set our hearts to understand. 2 Peter 1.20 reads, But know this first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation. When we read other books, we intuitively expect that the author is trying to communicate clearly. 
Our job as a reader is to comprehend the author's message based on their words. We expect the author means exactly what is written. Why then do we interpret the Bible? It's mostly a history of God's interaction with the Hebrews, and facts are facts. The question is what believers ought to believe. It seems to me we interpret Scripture because we aren't satisfied with God's plain meaning with the words He chose to use. We don't want to say the Bible is wrong, so we decide for ourselves what God really means to make it easier for us to swallow. These 60-second messages are based on the book XPO by Bill Munhausen, available in Amazon Books. to be the Lake Sounding Board. Community Radio for the Lake of the Ozarks. It's 89.3, The Key. Right back here at 9.12. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, we are uh, doing everything we can to get through this uh, this day. This day where we'll see a high somewhere around uh, 10, maybe 11 degrees before it is all said and done. And uh, another uh, another day where the wind chill is going to uh, be something you want to keep in mind as you head out doing whatever you have to do. Obviously, if you don't have to be out there, stay put. Roads, for the most part, are passable. There are some slick spots, so do keep that in mind. Uh, I know a lot of folks probably have some holiday shopping they want to finish up. Uh, or maybe you want to run to the store and get some things that you need. But if you don't have to be out there, again... Best uh, case scenario is to stay put. Don't forget, uh, Community Christian Church has their doors open. If indeed you uh, are looking for a place to seek shelter, if you uh, don't have heat for one reason or another, there are some other local churches that have opened their doors as well as uh, some hotels and motels around the area. Uh, You may want to call your local city hall to find out or uh, just get on social media because there are a lot of folks out there that are directing people to these uh, various places where you can seek some relief from the cold if need be. Power outages uh, <clears throat> still rather prevalent throughout the area. Uh, some folks without water. Some folks, uh, again, uh, just dealing with the uh, the cold. I know uh, some of it affects your cell phone reception and things along those lines. Uh, we are not up on 89.3, but we do uh, have keyradio.live available to us. Also, our free apps for your uh, cell phones. Androids, iPhones, and the SRG Financial Advisors Key Radio in-studio live camera. 
We'll uh, talk some more toward the end of the hour about some of the things that we've got going on right now. We want to bring Frankie Tapp on. She is with Great Circle, and Great Circle is an organization that, uh, well, is uh, dedicated to foster care. And here at the Lake of the Ozarks, they are always looking for foster parents and foster care locations. And so we're going to take some time to talk with her this morning. Frankie, are you with us? I don't hear her there. And uh, Frankie, if you're listening online or what have you, uh, give me a call back at 573-633-5395. I thought we had her in there for just a moment, but uh, she can give us a call back. And hopefully we'll get her uh, in here shortly to uh, talk about uh, what's going on with the folks at uh, Great Circle. So hopefully uh, that is up and running. As a matter of fact, let me uh, make sure that we are up on this end of things. And I will uh, take a moment here to make sure that we are live and we are. There she is. We'll get Frankie on Welcome, host. You are now in the host room and can manage your callers from the call-in studio web interface. There you go. So we'll do that. And... We will go ahead and see if we can pull Frankie up here this morning. Let's see. Uh, Are you there? There she is. There she is. Okay, we've got you, Frankie. Good morning. Hi, and I think we've got camp managed in as well. Uh, Let's see here. Yes, I'm here. Okay, very good. Has a voicemail box that has not been set up yet. (laughs) Yes, I know that. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye. But we're not going to uh, worry about that. You're still with us, Frankie? Yes, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. And again, uh, uh, the other guest that we have with us. This is Cami Rubel. I'm the Associate Director for Great Circle. Okay, very good, very good. Well, you know, this is the holiday season, and, of course, we know that there are a lot of kids out there um, that are in foster care, and we are looking for foster care homes here at the lake. And so let's talk a little bit about the situation at the lake, because I know uh, we wanted to appeal to uh, people out there who may be interested in providing a home and certainly uh, be foster parents. So I don't know who wants to jump in and start, but uh, maybe let's talk a little bit about the current situation at the lake and the need for, for foster homes and foster care. I'll let you go ahead and take that about numbers and stuff like that. Okay, yep. So um, we do home community-based services here in um, the 25th and 26th circuits. So we serve Laclede, Camden, Pulaski, Texas, and Phelps counties. Um, We serve about 150 kids total in those counties. Um, And... We always need foster homes for those kids when they need placement. When they come into care and there's no family, we need a home for those kids and we need a place for them to go. And sometimes it's in the middle of the day, sometimes it's in the middle of the night. Um, And and that's what we're wanting to talk about. And Frankie's going to give a little more information about today. Go ahead, Frankie. Like right now, Kevin, you know, especially, I know we've talked about in the past, um, you know, if a kiddo comes in care, especially those older youth, you know, that are a little harder to place, you know, the, the 10 and up, 
um, everyone's not as willing to take them as if they get a call and say, hey, we have a baby at the hospital that needs to be picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, like right now, we've got kiddos sitting in holding shelters because, you know, we've called 100 homes and haven't found them a home, and these kids are going to spend Christmas in a holding shelter because we have nowhere to take them. And it's just it's sad, and we, and we need the homes that are willing to take you know, these older youth and, and help them, um, you know, either reunite with the family or if the family is not working with the team um, on reunification, then help them develop the life skills where they are successful when they age out of care or move on to transition living or something like that. Well, we know that that's a very important uh, need in this area. And I've talked, Frankie, with you in detail about the situation here regarding uh, foster homes at the Lake of the Ozarks. Maybe someone can speak to what it uh, takes to become a foster parent or parents. I can do that. Um, All you have to do is, um, you know, reach out and we'll, you know, put you on a list for the next training. you have to be at least 21 years of age. Mm-hmm. Um, we do get some younger, but you, you have to be 21 years of age um, to be able to be a foster parent. Right. We complete um, background checks such as national fingerprints, <clears throat> which we pay for. This does not cost you anything to go through this process. Um, we run child abuse and neglect backgrounds. We have you do fingerprints. We run um, other backgrounds like um, the sex offender website, SafeNet, and then um, you have to get a medical report from a doctor, which we have a form. It's very basic, kind of like a sports physical that your doctor fills out, just basically saying there's no medical reason that they feel you would not be able to foster children, that you're healthy enough um, and sound enough to be a foster parent. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that we try to make sure of is that even though there is what we call a maintenance, you do get money to help raise that child and help provide for them. And it's different levels for different children. That's something we can talk about if someone calls. Um, But we want to make sure that bringing a child or children into your home isn't going to be a financial burden on you. Um, So we do check that and make sure that, you know, we're not going to add a burden to you, even though there is a maintenance. And then um, we have trainings that do not cost you any money. Um, The main foster parent training has been called STARS or STRONG. People may have heard about those in the past. We are, Missouri is um, starting a new foster parent program. It's a little more updated. It's going to be called MoCare. And we'll start that around March, um, but that's free. It's usually six to eight sessions, a few hours at a time, and we try and schedule them where, you know, people are free to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, that's all free of charge. And then there's some online trainings. The new MoCare is incorporating the online trainings that people used to have to do separately, and now it's going to be incorporated with that training, so that's going to help a lot. And then um, 
get certified in CPR, which we also have free classes that you can sign up for for that. And um, that's that's pretty much it. It sounds like a lot, but it, it's not a tough process um, other than the doing those six to eight sessions of training that we do for the motel or the strong or the well, I know that, uh, you know, around this time of year, we always uh, see programs pop up about helping children in need as far as providing gifts and uh, uh, various other things that uh, children may need around this time of year. But certainly one great way to help out a child or children in some instances is to become a foster parent, if that's something you feel like you'd uh, like to do and provide a home and a safe atmosphere for uh, these young kids. And you mentioned uh, kids that are aging out. Uh, sometimes, uh, for whatever reason, uh, these kids want to move on, and it's uh, important to be able to teach them certain skills. Uh, I know one uh, <clears throat> skill in particular is financial management, because a lot of kids probably don't know how to manage their money. Uh, if they uh, want to get a bank account, if they want to be able to pay bills, if they want to be able to have various things, uh, they need to learn how to handle things financially. And then there are other things that kids need to know about, life skills, and, and certainly uh, a lot of these uh, different things that are involved in, in, in growing up. And so often, uh, kids hit a certain age, and as you mentioned, I believe it's 18 where they age out of uh, the need for foster care. And for lack of a better term or lack of a better word, uh, they they seemingly are, I guess, just on their own, and you don't want to see them end up in a situation where they may not have those skills. And uh, regard, uh, regardless, uh, you know, they, they find themselves uh, in all kinds of trouble because they don't have the necessary skills. Is that something that uh, Great Circle focuses on as well, uh, working with these kids to make sure that they do have life skills, that they are able to uh, maybe get a job, and then once they do get a uh, paycheck coming in, that they're able to uh, manage their money so that they don't just... Uh, blow it on things that they have money necessary to pay bills or maybe uh, purchase things that they need like food, shelter, uh, a car, something like that? Yes, sir. Um, for homes that, <clears throat> for homes that are willing to take the kids 14 and up, um, if you take placements that are 14 or older, there's a required training that I teach. It's called Ready, Set, Fly. And it's basically to help them be able to leave the nest. <laughs> and um, it, taught, it teaches how to help with, like, job applications and checking accounts and car maintenance and all of those things you just talked about, mm -hmm. how we help those kids um, learn those skills and practice them with them before they go. You had mentioned um, 18. Kids can age out at 18. They have the right to ask the judge to release them once they're 18. Kids also have the option to stay in care until their 21st birthday and get a little more help and a little more guidance um, and prepare themselves a little better. We have programs like Transitional Living where they can live 
on a property or in a home with a family, but instead of the maintenance going to the family, it goes to them, and that family works with them on right there directly while they're with them on, you know, pay your rent, whatever that's going to be, pay your car payment, you know, pay your phone bill, and the children get the money sent to them for that maintenance, but they're guided in helping to learn how to budget that money with someone they're close. There's also independent living programs for the older youth, <clears throat> and they actually get an apartment. And they have a worker that visits them. I think, Cammie, is it still every 72 hours? Yes. once every 72 hours. And they come in and work with them on those um, living skills. They also will help them budget. So they will be paying a rent. And they will come up with an agreement based on their employment and how much money they're making every um, week on what they want to pay. Um, and then they slowly will increase that amount until they're making the actual apartment um, rent for the month. And then once um, they feel they're ready to be released and they know they're able to make their bills, they can um, sign that apartment over to them so that the child has the same apartment they're living in when they're released. And then that money they have been giving and budgeting towards, it's actually in a savings account, and that gets signed over to them when they leave as well so that they have a savings started off when they leave. Well, that definitely sounds like a, a good program for these kids because I would imagine when it comes to foster care, you get kids from all different walks of life. Maybe some kids have had the opportunity to learn some of the basic life skills and learn a little bit about uh, finances, but it certainly uh, is good letting, uh, letting them know that there are people there for them so that they don't have to uh, uh, face this by themselves because, as I said, it can be a very daunting task. And as we get these kids out into the real world, taking on life for themselves – uh, rather than uh, than them ending up uh, in a situation that could be very problematic for them, uh, maybe even getting in with the wrong crowd, they have uh, some information and some skills necessary to at least try and uh, make uh, make a living and then turn around and live their lives, and that is obviously so very important. And then, you know, you probably do follow-ups and, and, you know, kind of uh, chart their progress, and if they need additional help, that you can get that for them as well. Yes, sir. Yeah, and a lot of, like, case managers and, um, you know, people that have worked with the kiddos, even after their release from care, um, if they've had a consistent team, whether it be the juvenile officer or the case manager or a parent aide, mm -hmm. um, a lot of those kids, even once they're out of care, they'll check in with you. Um, they'll call you for advice. Um, you know, they, they still reach out, and the majority of us are always going to be there for them when, when they do that. We just had a going-away party for someone, and a kiddo that she's been working with for, gosh, Tammy, how long? 15 years? Yeah. Uh, she ended up coming to her going away party. She's an adult now, but she still feels a connection with that case manager that helped her walk through 
that older youth process and learn to become a successful adult. That's very important. Ladies, we're going to step aside real quick, take our bottom of the hour break. I would ask that both of you please stay on the line, and we'll come back and talk some more about uh, this foster care situation and this organization, Great Circle. And they are looking for foster parents and foster homes here at the lake. Let's step aside and hear one more time from Stacy Johnson with LakeExpo.com. Chris Schneider is with Lake TV, and you are listening to The Daily Show on 89.3, The Key. Stacey Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, December 23rd. That winter storm brought power outages, snow, and sub-zero temperatures to the Lake of the Ozarks Thursday. Areas of Y Road and Lynn Creek were without power Thursday evening. Approximately two inches of snow fell, but the real impact is the cold. Temperatures are expected to get out of the single digits today, and it won't get above freezing until Monday. A man's drowned after falling into Lake of the Ozarks. It happened Thursday. The Missouri Highway Patrol says they were called to Surdike Port 20 about 2.20 in the afternoon where a man had fallen into the water. The man was recovered from the lake and taken to Lake Regional Hospital where he was pronounced dead. Authorities did not immediately release the identity of the man. Camden and City employees have continued the tradition of fundraising for local charities at their annual Christmas party with over $900 donation. For the past several years, Camden and City employees have chosen to donate funds to the Camden and R3 School District's McKinney-Vento program, which ensures educational rights and protections for homeless children and youth. This year, the City of Camden donated two hams and a grand total of $965. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Christmas week Friday. College hoops last night. How about those Mizzou Tigers knocking off top 20 Illinois last night? So Mizzou improving to a very impressive 11-1 on the season, and that by far was their biggest win of the season. College football today, it's bowl time for the Mizzou Tigers. They go bowling against Wake Forest. That's a 5.30 kickoff in the Gasparilla Bowl. Of course, we've got the New Year's six bowl games coming up. On the 30th, it's the Orange Bowl. That's Clemson and Tennessee. On the 31st, it's the Sugar Bowl, Alabama and K-State. Also, the National Semifinals on New Year's Eve. Uh, on uh, January 2nd, the Cotton Bowl, USC and Tulane. And on January 2nd as well, the Rose Bowl, Penn State 
and Utah. On the ice tonight, the Blues busy on the road against Vegas, and tomorrow the Chiefs will be playing at home against Seattle. Yes, that is a Saturday game, a uh, Christmas Eve game. They will kick that off at noon tomorrow. Eagles still the best team in the league. They pretty much have been all season. They're 13-1. and Hey, Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, and if you haven't liked Lake TV on Facebook yet, be sure you do that. Over 47,000 followers on Lake TV's Facebook page. Be sure you're one of them. Hey, you can watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90. Also, you can watch absolutely free on Roku or Amazon Fire and streaming live all the time anywhere in the world at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Christmas week Friday. Start 2023 outright. Learn evidence-based health and wellness, conflict resolution, tools, and accomplish peace. Learn growth mindsets. Learn to take action and be accountable. Learn to grow from life's challenges. You'll hear six speakers, three virtual and three in person. You'll receive a Scrum Master eBook, Encompass Purpose 2.0 book, a gift certificate for complimentary coaching, peace fire and two fire training, be beverages and finger foods, all for $49. On January 19th from 1 to 4.30 at Encompass Purpose in Max Creek. To reserve your spot, please call 573-286-5625 or email at encompasspurpose at gmail.com. This is Bill Munhausen for Creation Expo. Many people don't know that the Bible speaks about dinosaurs, even though we use the names from those biblical descriptions. Consider behemoth, a term commonly used for really big things. We read in the book of Job's chapter 40, Behold behemoth which I made as I made you. He eats grass like an ox. His strength is in his loins and his power in the muscles of his belly. His tail is like a cedar and the sinews of his thighs are knit together. His bones are tubes of bronze and his limbs like bars of iron. He lies in the covert of the reeds and marsh. If the river is turbulent, he is not frightened. No one can take him with hooks or pierce his nose with a snare. I can imagine that passage describing an Apatosaurus or Brachiosaurus or Diplodocus, any of the large plant-eating dinosaurs who occasionally supported their weight in shallow lakes and rivers. These 60-second messages are based on the book XPO by Bill Munhausen, available in Amazon Books. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. We're introducing something new on Key Radio called Ozark's Voices. Express yourself anytime on the air without commitments or radio skills. Just email billm at orioncenter.org and I'll contact you about recording anything from five minutes to a half hour. We can record by phone or in my office or you can record it and send it to me. It can be a monologue or a conversation, whatever works best for you. 
Then I'll produce it as part of an Ozarks Voices show on Key Radio. Any topic is fine. Hobbies, comments about lake happenings, conspiracy theories, or say hi to Grandma. I'll make sure you sound great. Send a message to BillM at OrionCenter.org. That's B-I-L-L-M at O-R-I-O-N-C-E-N-T-E-R dot org. And be a part of Ozarks Voices. If you'd like to become a content provider, simply contact the Lakes Community Radio Station at 89.3, The Key. It is 9.38, and I want to say good morning to all of you that uh, are listening this morning on the SRT Financial Advisors uh, Key Radio in-studio live camera. Uh, listening, watching, and, of course, commenting as well. Good morning, Ike. Good morning, Joe, Brian, David, uh, Mary, and Don Jr., Larry, Jenny, uh, of course, Jerry Palmer. Good morning, Jerry. Julie is joining us. Uh, Bobby Lee is joining us. Uh, and I, I got an interesting uh, message from uh, Rodney. Uh, he said, I've got a film out titled Accidental Family that's on Amazon Prime, Hulu, Apple TV, etc., about the subject of adoption, a wonderful Christmas movie. And uh, Rodney, thank you for tuning in, sir, and letting us know that uh, you're listening. And, uh, of course, I've had the opportunity to interview Rodney uh, before, and uh, we've talked about some things that he is doing. And thank you to all of you for tuning in as well on KeyRadio.Live and our free apps for your iPhones and Androids. I will say that uh, due to the power outages around the lake, and uh, some folks are still without power, uh, that uh, 89.3, I believe, may be up and running, but it also may be down, and we're trying to get that rectified as quickly as possible. We are talking with a couple of uh, wonderful ladies from Great Circle, and Great Circle is a foster care uh, organization that uh, is desperately trying to find homes for uh, kids in foster care. Some of them are in temporary foster care and uh, would like a permanent situation, and if you would be interested in uh, becoming a foster parent or parents and opening up your home, there are some things that we uh, discussed, and we'll kind of touch on those again and to give out some contact information uh, here for the next uh, couple of minutes. So if that is something that you would like to do, offer your home up to a child or some children and give them an opportunity to uh, be a part of a family, it would certainly be a great Christmas gift now or any time for that matter. They're always looking for foster parents and foster homes at the Lake of the Ozarks. Frankie, is there a, a number or uh, an email address that people can go to to find out more about about Great Circle? Yes, sir. And I can also send you my card so that they you can post it on the website. Sure. Um, but my my number is 573-263-9851. Okay, I've got that. And anyone interested to... Yeah, they can always give me a call. Um, we have a website, greatcircle.org, that they can go to, and there's links there as well. So Frankie's number directly is 573-263-9851, and you can call her anytime. Of course, uh, 
if you can't get a hold of her, simply leave a message, and I'm sure she'll call you back. And uh, you can discuss becoming a foster parent or a foster parents, offering up a foster home here at the Lake of the Ozarks. Again, so many kids are in need. Foster care, as we know, is uh, something uh, like a lot of things where there are definitely a lot of kids that could uh, use some, uh, some, you know, just guidance and mentoring and uh, what it means to be a foster parent and know that you've helped uh, a young person and and, and help them uh, greatly with life skills and various other things that uh, kids need that they don't always get and to possibly even you know help these kids determine what they want to do with their lives i mean so often uh you know they say kids slip through the cracks and that's something that uh, we definitely don't want to see happen and there are plenty of organizations great circle being one of them that would uh, like to see these kids succeed and to give them every opportunity that's possible and i i guess ladies uh, in a lot of cases just allow kids to be kids i mean it's uh, it's definitely uh, tough to be in a situation where you're in temporary foster care you're not quite sure where you're going and uh, where you're going to end up but uh, i know all these kids would like to have good homes and have an opportunity to as i said just be kids what do you think i agree and um you know, another big part of a child being in foster care is the plan when a child comes into care is always going to be reunification, mm-hmm. whether that's, um, you know, back with their biological parent or family or um, it, it's always, we're always going to try and reunify the children with their family. And our best foster parents are just, absolutely wonderful at not only mentoring the children, but also by what they're doing with the children, they're mentoring to those bio parents a lot of times, helping them learn healthy ways to have the relationship and healthy ways to deal with the children. Um, So I I just want to make sure people understand that there is also with a lot of the kids you are working to reunify those children back with their biological family or wherever they were removed from. And I hear so many people say, well, I want to foster, but I'm so afraid that I'll get attached. And, you know, it'll just be so upsetting if they have to leave. Mm -hmm. What I say to them is, you are the foster parent I want. That's who I want. I, I have shirts that say hashtag get attached. We want you to get attached. We want you to be a support, Um, not only to the child, but if it's a case and you feel comfortable, maybe even to that family in the future, um, we we want you to get attached. That's, That's the point. We want you to be involved with this kid and, and help them go where they need to go in the future, whether that's growing up and going back to their biological family, or whether that's you bringing them into your family or helping them get ready to be a successful adult out in the world. And frankly, to add to that, we're looking for support networks for these families and for these children. A lot of times I think we take advantage of that we have someone we can always call if we have a question. We're going to call. We have family members we can call. Some of these families don't have people they can call and ask questions, and they haven't been taught, and that's why we, they're in a 
place that they're in today. And so having those foster parents they can lean on and have as a support can be a forever relationship that they've built. We still have foster homes now that's had kids in their home 10 years ago, and they still have the families and the kids come over for holidays, and they're still building that relationship and still part of the family with them. And, and that's when we're seeing them being successful and we're seeing them go out and be in the community successful because they, they have somebody they can rely on that can give them that advice and that support. Well, I think what the Great Circle is doing is huge, and I hope that uh, we do have people that live in the area that may consider becoming foster parents and opening up their home and uh, possibly reuniting uh, these kids with their, as you mentioned, their biological parents or uh, whomever was uh, in uh, the process of taking care of them before uh, things uh, happen the way they do sometimes. And we know that uh, it's uh, it's a tough situation, and uh, there is no cookie-cutter approach to this. But uh, certainly there are opportunities for people to get an education and uh, to learn how to be foster parents. Of course, there's some background checks that are necessary, as you mentioned. But, uh, again, Frankie's number directly, 573-263-9851. And uh, I may have missed it, but I think you gave out the uh, email address or a website where people can go to find out more as well if you'd like to do that again uh, well my email is frankie.cap and it's a tough one so it's f-r-a-n-k-i and then dot p is in tom a is in apple p is in paul p is in paul mm-hmm. at greatcircle.org very good. Well, there you and go. And then our web, go ahead. Our website is also greatcircle.org. And KB, I just wanted to mention real quick that if there's people out there, I do the therapeutic homes. Um, I do the children that um, you know have maybe disrupted from a few homes and are maybe a little harder to place. Mm-hmm. Um, I license those homes. And if there's people out there that have experience working with children and children with trauma, like um, law enforcement, teachers, firefighters, mental health workers, um, I my home, it is the the compensation is comparable to a full time job. So it, it pays like a full time stay at home job because right. it is. So if there's anyone out there that that has experience with kids with trauma and would like a work-from-home job and would like to help these kids, um, you can handle both things at the same time. We can pay you equivalent to a full-time job and have you help these kids that are a little bit older and maybe need a little bit more help. Well, ladies, I appreciate you taking time to join us this morning and talk to us about the process and talk to us about what's available through Great Circle. And I applaud your efforts and thank you for doing what you're doing to try and find uh, homes, maybe permanent, maybe temporary for kids. And then, of course, as we talked about the kids who age out, 
offering them the opportunity to gain the skills necessary to get out in the real world, uh, get jobs, uh, handle their finances, take care of uh, everyday issues, life skills, and and so much more. And uh, thank you so much for joining us this morning on the program. And uh, keep doing what you're doing and, and keep us in the loop when you have things going on. Uh, Frankie, of course, you know how to get a hold of me, so uh, reach out at any point, and we'd be happy to have you back on the air as we get into 2023. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas, ladies, and thank you for being a part of The Daily Show. We appreciate your time. 9.50 is our time, and with the time left again, I uh, just wanted to kind of touch on a few things. And, and, and for those of you out there listening this morning, uh, you may want to call in if you know of any uh, places where people can uh, get some relief from the cold. Obviously, I think, and and I was listening to the a lady that was doing the weather forecast on one of the TV stations out of Springfield yesterday morning, and one of the things that she mentioned was power outages. And I thought to myself when she was talking about it, this is probably going to happen at some point here in our area. And it normally does when we get these cold, cold temperatures and gusty winds. Uh, Some of the things that uh, they have in place, the various pieces of equipment and the like, uh, some of them uh, aren't really set up to handle the cold, cold, cold weather like we're experiencing. We do have the wind chill warning in effect until tomorrow afternoon, uh, right at noon, as a matter of fact. It goes into effect uh, tonight at 6, but uh, we are dealing with these winds of the west-northwest that are kicking up 20 to 30 miles per hour. And in some case, gusts upwards of 40 miles per hour plus. And so this is, uh, and yes, by the way, yes, I do have on shorts this morning, but that's that's my thing. I will wear shorts regardless of the weather. <laughs> always have, always will. But uh, the point is, is if you know of any place that is opening its doors, we've mentioned the Community Christian Church. We had Sam Henley on uh, earlier in the week. We talked to her on Wednesday morning, and they are looking for volunteers to uh, man the Community Christian Church there in Camdenton. They are uh, opening their doors uh, from now until noon on Sunday. 573-346-7108 is the number to the Camden County Emergency Management Office if you would like to volunteer your time. Uh, and uh, and help these folks out. They could certainly use it. I think as far as food and donations, they may be in pretty good shape, but uh, it doesn't hurt to uh, uh, call the church and find out. I know I spoke with uh, uh, the pastor over there on Tuesday evening, and we uh, were hoping to get him on, but he was busy, obviously, with organizational meetings and things along those lines, and we were very fortunate to have the uh, opportunity to talk with uh, Sam Henley from Camden County Emergency Management who kind of explained the situation to us. But we've got a little time left this morning. Uh, If you are someone who works at a church or maybe you're opening your doors, you have a hotel or a motel, and uh, you are offering people the opportunity to come in out of the cold, give us a call this morning at 573-633-5395. We'd love to be able to put that information out there uh, for everyone because uh, there's a good possibility uh, you yourself may not need any type of assistance at this point, but uh, you know someone who does, and it would be nice uh, to be armed with information where you can help these folks out. 573-633-5395 is the number to uh, Key Radio. And again, uh, folks, there is so much going on 
with the weather. And I know there's a lot of people out there that would like to have the opportunity to get out and, uh, you know, maybe do some Christmas shopping uh, or, you know, you've got to run to the store. If, it, if it's necessary, I mean, if it's something that you just have to do, well, of course you have to do it. So if you have to get out there, uh, you know, let people know where you're going, uh, when you're leaving, when you plan on being back, just uh, in the event that uh, if you don't show up on time or something along those lines, somebody knows where you're at. And if you don't need to be out there, well, stay put. Stay put and uh, just try to make the best of the situation. Obviously, uh, as is the case, procrastination comes in uh, to play during the holidays. <laughs> and normally the 24th is the day where you see a lot of people scurrying around the lake trying to get that last-minute gift, or uh, maybe they're just starting their Christmas shopping for one reason or another. But I think in this particular instance, uh, the best Christmas present uh, we could have uh, or could give is uh, just being around that uh, you don't end up finding yourself in a situation where uh, it's life-threatening or uh, something along those lines, and, and, and just making smart decisions now is what's important. And I always, always seem to find that uh, people are not prepared for this type of weather. We don't think it's going to be that bad. We don't think that we'll be affected, but in most cases, we normally are. So once you get through this, I'm sure there'll be some lessons learned by some people, and certainly people that are new to the area, I would suggest uh, maybe taking some uh, time and uh, some money and going out and purchasing the necessary supplies to uh, take care of yourselves. Uh, I don't know if you have, uh, some people don't have running water right now because uh, of of wells freezing up and and other issues that are going on, power and, and the like and some people don't have power, just taking the time to prepare yourselves and your families for incidents, uh, and, and maybe you have some traveling to do. And if you do have to get out and travel over the course of the next uh, several days, make sure that you have all of the necessary items in your vehicle in the event something happens so that you and your family can stay safe. If you have any traveling to do again, uh, probably smart to let people know when you're leaving, when you plan on uh, getting to your destination, and just making some smart choices. And, and, and people, you know, this is the time when I start talking about stuff like this uh, that people tune out because, oh, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to listen to it. And, and, and if that's the case, I understand. But for people who uh, would like to uh, maybe at least consider it, I hope that you do because this is uh, nothing to mess with. And certainly being out on a day like today, it doesn't take very long for you to understand and realize just how cold it is. Uh, add to that the wind chill and various other things, and it can certainly become a, uh, a very tumultuous situation in a short amount of time. However, if you are prepared, at least you have a, a fighting chance. And that means in your homes as well as in your vehicles. And, you know, check on your friends, your neighbors, your family members, and make sure they are uh, taken care of during this time as well and offer up anything that you can possibly offer. Because we know that gifts are important on Christmas Day. So many people uh, focus on the gifts. And uh, certainly that is something that means a lot to people. But uh, your family's safety uh, should be paramount. You should probably put that at the top of the list of priorities as far as things that need to get uh, taken care of uh, anytime, and not just during the uh, the holiday season, but uh, during 
the uh, the winter months or, or any time at all. CJ and Dave, good morning to you folks. Rhonda, good morning to you. Jim, thanks for listening as well. He says, uh, listening lately on the Key Radio app works great. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, KB and listeners from Rhonda. Thank you. And uh, Dave, enjoy your breakfast there. He said, the CJ is calling me to breakfast, so enjoy your breakfast. And you folks, I tell you what, regardless of the weather and what's going on, have a safe and Merry Christmas, and we'll be back here in your ears on Monday. Uh, one of my guests on Monday will be former race car driver and broadcaster Dorsey Schrader, and I'm looking so forward. I haven't seen Dorsey for a while, but uh, he has some amazing stories to tell about his uh, racing days, and certainly I would imagine some great stories to uh, contribute as far as his broadcasting days. And uh, right now, uh, I guess he's here at the lake and that would make sense because he's going to be be in the studio on monday but certainly a good opportunity to listen to some great racing stories and you may even have a story about dorsey that you would like to contribute to the cause and you can do that by calling 573-633-5395 dave Maupin would have normally been in uh in the nine o'clock hour but he is on assignment i believe he is uh, finishing up some christmas shopping or maybe he is uh uh, hunkering down in his uh, home with his family, getting ready for Christmas as well. Whatever the case, I certainly appreciate all of the folks that we've had the opportunity to have on the air and to share stories uh, with any number of different topics. And certainly we look forward to a, a great year in 2023. Uh, some other folks that uh, will be on, uh, Marlena Hatmaker will be on. We're going to hopefully have, I, I don't know... Um, one of the programs that we have on here is the CSC Talk Radio, uh, and Beth is a lady out of uh, California, Missouri, that uh, puts together that podcast that we air. We're also uh, podcasting James Hodgson, uh, Shepherd's Corner. Uh, we're uh, going to get Matt uh, Burns and Ike Skelton back on with the BS Nation, and we've got some other folks that we're working with as well. So great opportunities to hear some local podcasters. And if you'd like to do something, as you heard Bill Mundhausen say earlier, there are little things you can do. There are big things you can do. And certainly we are looking for folks to back our mission here on Key Radio. So if you'd like to be a contributor uh, monetarily, you can do so as an individual or as a business. Stick around. John Williams is up next with the Missouri Liberty Report. Have a great day. Merry Christmas. 89.3 KEYK Osage Beach, Missouri.